All right, Rick, here we go. Solo mission, buddy. We are Here we are, trying to be in a better mood. <laughs> trying to... It's my week off. Uh, and... Uh, Your voice is still uh, getting you. Yep. Captain Evil did not like the podcast yesterday. So here we are recording another podcast. Did you like it? I don't care. I look, I, 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 sometimes I get insecure about it, but then I go, you know what? It was real. Yeah. It was honest. It was, it was how we were feeling. I was, I wasn't feeling well. I'm not feeling well today <clears throat> uh, due to um, the Cedar fever uh, here in Texas at the moment. But I don't know. I, look, I, I think that, that part of the appeal of what we do yeah. is that we're real. So, you know. Yeah, no, I just, I feel like the podcast has changed so much. Like there's definitely been an evolution of the podcast and I feel like we're sort of in the, the change right now and we're trying to figure out what that is. What change? Well, you know, we did the fight their fights last week and we thought we'd bring this in as a segment and we want to find ways to engage with you guys. And it's been fun because you can submit stuff. Um, but you're not sure if that's something you want to do. Like you feel it's a little too produced and what do we really want this podcast to be? So we, um, <laughs> I, no, I, look, I think, I, I think, I think what makes the podcast great and I, I could be wrong is that, that it is a free flowing conversation that, that we come in here and we, we talk about our week and we talk about, um, what we're going through raising kids and, and with our marriage. And, and I just think, you know, I think when you start getting too produced, it starts to sound like a radio show. And, and I don't want to be a radio show. I want to be, I want to be a podcast. And to me, a podcast is an open conversation. Yeah. As to what we have going on in our life. But we're also so grateful that these people keep coming back and watching every week and that it has grown into what it uh. has grown into. And I think that's why I was like, I just didn't feel good about the episode we recorded because that was not a product I wanted to put out there for them. Which, by the way, was was <clears throat> really funny to me because, you, you know, we had a huge argument. I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't bring it up. You brought it up on the podcast. And I'm like, dude. I brought it up like jokingly. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, I, like, I said, I said that I think uh, you didn't want to fight other people's fights because we had plenty of our own. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I'm annoyed. You know, I'm upset. You know, I'm not happy about it. And then you bring it up. And then, and then what happens is because I was really not feeling well yesterday, <clears throat> um, I was already grumpy. And then, you know, I'm like, really, dude? So then we ended up. You went off. No, I, I, I was just trying to, you know, put my point out there. Yeah. You know, um, but I was grumpy because, you know, I, 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 it was my birthday. I don't, I don't like people making a big deal out of my birthday. I thought we weren't going to talk about it this episode. And, uh, no, well, we can talk about it positively, <laughs> but I, 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 I don't like it. And, and I, and I know better and I know better because because, you know, if, if you're being roasted, if you're hanging out with your friends uh-huh. and you let somebody know that something bothers you, uh-huh. then they fuck with you more. <laughs> right? Like the, the best way to do things is to, to act like it doesn't bother you uh-huh. and then they leave you alone. But as soon as you show weakness, as soon as you show, oh, uh, see, hey, that's not I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this, then people dig in and they think it's funny. So... Here I am on the podcast, clearly saying that I don't want my, uh, two years ago, yeah. clearly saying that I don't want a big deal out of my birthday, 
and all it has become is a big deal. Yeah. And all it has become is so this we week. We just want to celebrate you. No, you want to pick on me. <laughs> No. You want to fuck with me? No, we have two kids and they were so uh, excited to go. Like, you don't know we have two kids. But they were so excited to go to the store. And I'm all and about pick that. Out the most giant balloon the I'm store all about makes. That. Had I got home from my birthday and all I had was a cake and a little gift from my family, that would have been perfect. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. There's not. The public is not there. We don't have a huge sign in the front yard. We don't, you know, they sang me happy birthday twice Well, I was going to say, so you have to explain, you were in Ontario this past weekend yes. and it was like birthday every night. Every single night, it was birthday bullshit. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like I don't like it. I hate it. I, it, I don't want the attention. I want to be completely left alone. Yeah. And it, it just turned into this thing. And then you get on Facebook <laughs> and you're like, Steve doesn't like birthdays, so guys blow his phone up and i'm like oh my god like why would you do that did you feel loved though no like i no? I, I no like honestly no let me explain i really feel loved every day every day i feel lucky every day i feel loved every day i wake up and you know me in a positive attitude happy and and except over except yesterday on the podcast <laughs> except well but but i'm always i'm oh, and and again that's you know that's why I don't want to celebrate my birthday because I feel like I am celebrated all the time. Yeah. All the time. Every weekend I'm celebrated. Every weekend it's like, look at me. Okay. You know? Okay. But from my side of things, okay. Can you imagine not doing something nice for someone on their special day? You, who is such a giver, who is always about making people feel better. Can you imagine just like glossing over someone you love special day? No, but but if that person wouldn't that feel if, like wrong? If that person came to me and said, "Hey, man, I know last time you made a big deal about my birthday. Uh -huh. It really makes me uncomfortable, and I really don't want to be celebrated. And it, and and if you really want to do something for me, please don't do that again. Then then wouldn't then, that make you a little sad? No, though? it wouldn't make me sad at all. I I understand, and I would go. I would go. You know what, man? I'm sorry. I did not know that it makes you uncomfortable. And from now on. I will not make a big deal. That's what I would do. Okay. That's so, that, I just feel like that's so hard and it makes me a little sad, but I guess your present next year will be that. Like nothing? You want nothing? I, I, look, no. I, will, I will say Christmas. Social I will say media birthday. love. No, nothing, nothing makes me happier than my family happy and healthy. That's what I want. Oh, I know that. You, know, you always say that. I know that. You know, but it, and, and, and as a man, as a, as a provider, as a, I don't, I don't need you guys to take care of me. I don't need you guys to, to do a birthday thing for me. You know, I, I, all I want is for you guys to be happy and healthy. And if I get home on my birthday and you guys go, here's a cupcake, here's a cupcake. We love you. Here's a card, man. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Hugs, hugs, hugs. Kisses, 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 and I'm super happy. Yeah. Right? But I, I just, you know, there's um, there's a lot of reasons I don't like to be celebrated on my birthday because it feels very selfish. And it also feels selfish, uh, like I said, every weekend, look at me, look at me, look at me, which is why I try to be as gracious as possible. As giving, yeah. Afterwards, and 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 giving of my time, giving of my, my finances and, and, you know, 
always trying to go that extra mile for somebody so that they um, feel um, special because I feel special. Yeah. Because I feel lucky because I feel like my life is already a um, dream come true. Um, I'm texting Rick because we see the I camera screen that. I moving. Think, I think, uh, yeah. So, yeah. He doesn't want to leave us to our own devices. I, yeah, I don't think he wants to leave us doing the podcast without um, without him getting involved and going, what is this shit show going to look like? Um, but enough about my birthday. Enough about my birthday. Um, we had a wonderful time in Ontario. Yeah. Well, we, I didn't go. You. Well, I did. You know, and, and, yeah. and it was it was tough. And we did, we did nine shows. That's crazy. Nine Dang. sold out shows. So when I moved to Los Angeles, it, 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 you know, I was so excited to move to LA. I was young. Yeah. Um, I had become a, a writer on a TV show for Comedy Central. Man, I was like, God, this... doesn't that feel like forever ago <clears throat> when you said that? I was like, oh, wait, yeah, you did do yeah. that. Like it was a million years ago. But I was so excited. I was young. I was single. I was. I was, ooh, Hollywood, here I come, you know, and I remember calling my sister Victoria and being like, I'm on Sunset Boulevard right now, <laughs> and the Nickelodeon studio's right there, right, and I'm going to the comedy store, like, I mean, it was, wow, and yeah. I thought, man, this is me, this is, this is what I want, this is how I, you know. <clears throat> it's how I envisioned it as a kid. Yeah. This is my, I'm going to be a big star in LA, the whole thing. And I very quickly realized that Hollywood was just not for me. Yeah. You know, I started to realize that, man, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have the energy to play the game, if you will. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, there were comedians and I'm not going to name any names that would have printed out pictures of people's faces with their titles in Hollywood. And they would study them so that when they saw that person around town or walking into the comedy store, that they knew, oh, that person can help my career. I'm going to memorize their face. And, and that to me was like, oh, wow. Like this is something else. Yeah. Right. This is. This is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not what I want, you know. And then, you know, I'm, I I met you a few years into it. Yeah. We gave it a go. You you liked it a lot more than I did. I did. I mean, listen, I had, I made some of my best girlfriend relationships in LA because you were on the road all the time. So it was like. I had all this time to hang out with my girlfriends, you know, and go do fun stuff. So I just made really strong female friendships in my 20s when we were there. No, and I, and I get it. And, and, and you were still very young. And I have, I have a couple of really good friends yeah. um, from Los Angeles. And, and the sad part is that, that I thought, and that was the other thing that made me sad, is that I thought I had these friendships. Mm-hmm you know, comics that opened for me, comics that worked for me, um, comics that, that, you know, I would take on the road and then to get to, to then start to realize that, Oh, this was a business transaction for them. It was, it was about work. It was about the work. You know, my dumb ass over here thought that I was, the, these people really liked me and that these people 
really cared about me. And then to find out that, oh, it's a business transaction. I mean, you know, yeah, yes, I hear what you're saying. But I also think like for people who haven't lived in in L.A., I mean, compared to Texas, you know, the quality of life here and living is so different than L.A. And I feel like L.A., it's very much you're you're getting by because it's so expensive to live. And there's a sense of but, like but there's two, survival mode, you know? But there's two kinds of L.A., right? There's the people that move there to make it, to become stars. Yeah. And then there's the indigenous people, you know, the original L.A. people who are just L.A. people. Now, the, right. the, the you, you know, I would, I knew if I met somebody that grew up in L.A., that lived in LA, mm-hmm. that's been in LA for generations. I knew when I met them because they were so down to earth and just regular people and awesome people. And then you'd meet these people. You know, I remember meeting somebody who I thought was really funny um, at the comedy store. And I thought to myself, oh, I know I have, I know a way to connect, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go over there and talk to this person. I think they're great. I just want to tell them that they're amazing. And I go over and I'm like, oh, dude, you're from Oklahoma. I'm from Texas. And he was like, like, I hate that people know that I'm from Oklahoma. It's disgusting to me. And I was just like, and he was like, I don't, he's like, as a matter of fact, don't ever bring up that I'm from Oklahoma. I fucking hate Oklahoma. And I was like, wow. And I just walked off because I'm so proud to be from where I'm from. Yeah, who knows what deep dark stuff he's holding on to about Oklahoma. No, but, but no, but there's people, there's people that that go, I can't wait to leave this podunk town and all these podunk people behind. And that was never me. Yeah. That was never me. I still have my childhood friends. Yeah. I'm still very close to the people I grew up with. As a matter of fact, road manager Kyle and I are, have been friends since elementary since school. school. Oh, elementary elementary school. school. Yeah. So it's weird to me that some people's lives began when they walked into the comedy store. Oh, but I don't know. You say that. And I think like, I can't help but think of myself. Right. And I, I like looked at the map and I was like, where, when it was time for college, where can I go? Like there was this sense of like, it's like, I want to, I want to go far. Like there is, there was a sense of like wanting to break free, you know? But but if somebody came up to you and said, Hey, you're from Texas, you wouldn't be like, ugh, (laughs) you know, I'm not from there anymore. You know, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. There's a difference. And, and, and you still have your girlfriends from high school. Yeah. Your, 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 your friends from high school still come visit us. Yeah. You're still connected and close to them, not as much as we would like. Yeah. Um, but that's just life. Life but, and motherhood, and yeah. But you know, for for me, for me, what I thought this comedy business was supposed to be for me uh-huh. evolved and grew, and and it got scary because I was like, man, do I have to play this game? How did we get do here I- from Ontario? <laughs> Well, because I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. Conversation. You know, I, I I never I never felt like I fit in. I was I I was the only guy with cowboy boots. Yeah. You know, which by the way was a shock to me, right? Because at night, I I thought all men wore 
cowboy Actually, boots. This is so funny. You're like, how does it connect to Ontario? That's when you would go shopping at Boot Barn. It's when you would go to the Inland Empire because there wasn't a Boot Barn in LA. <laughs> so when you'd go to Ontario, you'd stock up on your Pearl Snap shirts and you'd go shopping for boots. <laughs> well, so, you know, that's exactly right. So going to Ontario, when I would go there, I just had a connection with those people. Yeah. You know, and, and it was really a, a special place for me in Southern California that I would be like, man, these people are more like me. Yeah. And, and, and coincidentally, they're the working class. Yeah. Hardworking people. Yeah. Right. Family people, people that have the kids. industry is very different there than it is in L.A. Right. Well, yeah. a lot of them go in, you know, to, to L.A. to um, to work. But I just had a connection there in Ontario. So when I go back there, it really has a special place for me because when I was living in L.A., yeah, going to Ontario was like my. But isn't it also know. one of the first places you started headlining? Wasn't that one of the first clubs you it like? It was headlined? the second second headlining spot for me. So, well, first place to headline like a Wednesday. Uh huh. But my second headlining week. Yeah. My first headlining week was given to me by the um, Florida clubs. Oh. Joel okay. and those. Oh, that's guys. right. That's yeah. right. But I just feel like people in there's so much love for you in Ontario and that Inland Empire area because we connect. You know, because I am them and they are me. But they've seen you, know, you from the beginning. Like right. Grandpa Joe's son was filmed at a theater in, in that San area. Yep. Yeah. But but again, it, you know, we connect. And and I'm I'm really glad and 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 I hope that that I can hold on to uh, I've really stayed connected to the working class roots, you know. Yeah. And and the working class ideals because I grew up working my whole life. Yeah. Because my dad is is Blue collar as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your jokes and, come from that place. Especially now. I feel like, especially that's, that's a huge part of the tone of your show now. Well, and, and you know, it's funny the because, you know, we, we do get hit up about, man, Steve, do you have to say fuck? And it's like, I don't have to, and I don't want to. It's how I you grew up. You don't want to. I don't know if I believe it's, that. No, but it's how I grew up. Yeah. It's how we talk. It's, it's when you grow up, when you grow up with a dad that is a welder, pipe fitter, refinery worker right you grow up pretty rough man and and the people around you use those words and it's very normal to me yeah you know what i mean so but but again i think i think that that it, you know the success that we're having that's part of the special sauce the special sauce i you like know, that I, I think it's part of the special sauce that it makes people, you know, and, and we get it all the time, you know, like, oh, you guys are down to earth and, and we don't know how to be anything else. Yeah. You know, when, it, it, when people go, man, you guys are really down to earth or you guys are really humble. It's like, um, well, we're not trying to be, I don't know how to be anything else. Yeah. And I hope that that doesn't change. Oh, but I also think that comes from like, uh, being at it, um, for a long time because it's not an overnight success. There's an appreciation, and, a genuine appreciation that comes with that. And I saw that too. I, I saw that, you know, with young comics that would come in and, and for whatever reason, the industry fell in love with them yeah. and they're handing them sitcom deals and they get specials right away. And it's just a different you know, perspective. And they're in their twenties and, you know, here yeah. I am grinding it out and, and somewhat getting a chip on my shoulder and being mad about, well, what the fuck? That guy's my opening act. Yeah. How is my opening act? 
getting deals before me and it's hard and when it's you've been hard. working on it for so hard. And, and then, but then I saw them, I saw them let it get to their head. I saw the, not all of them, but you know, yeah. a, a, a lot of them where you were like, "Oh man, you changed." But then you realize that that once when, when success comes easy, and when success comes very young, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Well, and then there's like this fear of how do you maintain that, right? That's that's scary too. <laughs> Well, it, it, I also think that, you know, not only that, I, I was always pushed, oh, I got to be better. I got to be better. I didn't get that deal this year. Somebody else did. I got to be better. I got to work on my craft. I got to be funnier. I got to find something to talk about. I, you know what I mean? And don't you feel like there's a sense of confidence that comes from riding the wave of the ups and downs because you realize that they're will oh, yeah. be ups and downs and you come out the other side. Oh, absolutely. And the, the scrapping it out in the trenches and, and, you know, um, Bill Burr is a perfect example of a guy who same thing, right? You know, when I met Bill, I was headlining, um, the Richmond funny bone and Bill was headlining, um, the, um, the Virginia beach funny bone. Uh-huh. And we ended up at the same radio station together, you know, and Bill was ahead of me, uh-huh. older than me. The station had you guys both on at the same time? And it was a mistake. Oh. So I showed up. It was double booked. Yeah, I showed up first. I was supposed to be at my time. The other manager brought Bill early, not knowing that he was after me. Uh-huh. I go, bring Bill in. Uh-huh. Let's just do it together. And then Bill and I ended up doing the radio together. But, uh-huh. you know, Bill was in the same boat I was where... Oh, I wish there was video. Like there's times you wish there was like video of that moment that we were capturing things on our phone then because that would have been really cool to have a little snippet of. Bill, same thing, right? Cranking it out, trying to get better, trying to get better, trying to get better. Yeah. A lot of, so all the great ones, you know, even, even Kevin Hart, you know, I'm talking to Clark who used to run the Ontario Improv and he goes, dude, I have a voided check. For Bill Burr, I mean for Kevin Hart, uh-huh. for fifteen hundred dollars for the week. He was nobody was coming to see him. Nobody. Now he's a superstar. You know. Yeah. So it's it's but again I think it 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 comes with the the grinding it out and working hard and and me going I'm going to get better. Yeah. And I'm gonna be undeniable and I don't care. I don't care what happens to me. I'm going to be a good comedian and, and really hustling to get there. And then to see the success now where people are starting to go. I was just going to gonna say all those yeah. nine shows in Ontario is just like, is, is the proof. But it was fun and it was great. And, and you, you had know. four o'clock shows, shows at four in the afternoon. And I know sometimes like we add I a was, show and you're like, oh, I hope. I hope adding the show was the right decision that it's not just going to be like a half filled audience, but like both 4 PM shows on Saturday and Sunday were sold out, sold out. All of them, everything was sold out. We probably could have added another one, but, but what the, and that's the crazy part of it is it has been like that now. Yeah. Right. Like Houston, we're adding shows and, and Ontario's pre-sold out. And then I'm off this week and next week is already sold out for the whole Chuck 
casino. Uh-huh. That one's already sold Wait, out. Wait, no, and, I think and, they and, added uh, more tickets. Did they? They did. I think they added more tickets. So if you are, is that Wisconsin Dells? Is that where mm-hmm. it is? Which, have you been to that part of the country before? I have been to Wisconsin, but never Dells. That or area. <clears throat> well, they, I think they added more tickets because guidelines and things have changed. So there are now more tickets available. Uh, so there are more. T- so, but, but, you know, we're selling out <clears throat> in advance and it's, it, it's, it's like, and I remember like just stressing out, like, please God, like, can we just have a sellout? Can we just get one? Can we just please? Yeah. You'd be like, if one <sighs> happens then maybe it'll snowball and another one will happen. Man. And, and it's just been very progressive and it's grown. And, and, you know, I remember and we've talked about it before. You know, Coal Miner's Daughter is one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. You know, and I just, I res- it resonated with me because she comes from this rural part of the country and, and somehow became a superstar. A legend? A country a legend. music legend. Yeah. Um, but I remember her, she goes to the Grand Old Opry in the movie and her and her husband have no money left. Mm-hmm. And they're at the Grand Old Opry and she's like, I can't believe I'm here and I want to talk to somebody. And she says, I'm Loretta Lynn, and I just, you know, I want to see the Grand Ole Opry. And he's like, do you not, you, you have no idea that you're the number one song on the radio. And she was like, what? Honey, you can come into the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> right? And, and I remember him going, oh, this dumb girl act isn't an act. <laughs> like, you really have no fucking idea, right? Yeah. And I feel like that. I, I feel like, you know, inside of me... I'm still the young guy inside of me. I still have so much more to prove inside of me. I'm not considered a good comedian amongst the comedian community. Yeah. And I just want to prove myself every day. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that we haven't even talked about our sponsors. (laughs) Feel horrible. (laughs) See, without Rick, it falls apart. Who's our sponsors? We have great sponsors. We have Old Salt Coffee, which actually Helicopters for Heroes is coming up that event. But Old Salt Coffee has agreed to give $1 for every subscription. Every purchase of coffee goes to Helicopters for Heroes. Um, $1. But you have to put in the code Trevino10. Yes. So that they know that that is what you're supporting. And my goal, and and I have been, I'm, I'm stubborn as hell and I will find a way to do it. I, you know, there is, is this a, 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 Old Salt Coffee is also a subscription-based type of situation where you sign up for a bag of coffee or two bags of coffee per month, they deliver it, right? <clears throat> and you, it's a subscription. So my goal is to get a thousand subscribers a month so that I can then get a thousand dollars a month for our veterans. Yeah. So that's the goal, Trevino 10 Old Salt Coffee. And of course, our friends at Aztec Chevrolet. Aztec Chevy. I miss those guys. I need to call Jerry and I need to yeah. call. Uh, we haven't the, seen the, him in a while. It has been a little while. And I just want them to know that we love them. You know, we think about them all the time. And I just want you guys that listen or watch to give them a chance. You're buying a vehicle. Yeah. Give Aztec Chevrolet a chance because they will treat you like a human being. And I think we've lost that. Yeah. In the world, you know. Um, so anyway, back to our conversation. We had to go back and. And Where were them. we? And, and so let's so let's do that, right? Let's let's ask the people that are listening and watching. Yeah. Do you guys want to see more segments, or do you prefer the free form, just us or having a conversation? Sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't. Like I feel like we got or, some some great suggestions. Sorry, go ahead. And, and not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I apologize for interrupting you. But um, or do you like it when we go in front of a live audience? Because I've had this fucking crazy idea. 
And I haven't even told you about it. The live audience was so fun. I have this crazy idea. What's the idea? Are you going to share it here? I'm going to share it here. Cause you because always, you like always put things out into the universe and then it makes me a little nervous, but it seems to work for you. So go for it. I was thinking, what if we did a little office space here in New Braunfels? Okay. And set up the podcast studio in there. Okay. And then every week for free, uh-huh. we go, you can be the live audience. If you want to come, doors open at this time and we start podcasting at this time. Renee will probably never be on time because I'm used to just running in from my restroom in my closet to sitting at the table. I I think it would be really cool to have a live audience every week and give people the opportunity. If a live audience shows up. (laughs) That's the scary part. No, you know what I think would be cool is like Sundays to do... If we're traveling together to do like, I know logistically that's a little trickier, but to do like an early show where we just do, it's not your stand-up comedy. We just go in and we do a podcast show. Cause I, I think it's oh, so yeah, we cool talked to about see that. people like after the show lately, when I'm with you and we get to chat with people, it's so cool to hear people who are watching it and love it and want to chime in with us. And I would just love to be able to like having spoken with those people, I would love to be able to podcast with them. Yeah, no, we talked about that too, that to take it on the road so that when I'm doing shows on the road, we actually do a podcast show. Kind of like we did in Corpus. Like we did in Corpus, but it's just a podcast. Yeah. And if people want to come, they can come and participate and be a part of it. I I think that's a wonderful idea. So all those ideas have been thrown out there. You guys tell us what you think. But thank you to the people who submitted, like, because I don't want them to stop. Like, we are trying to find a way to interact with you. And people submitted really great topics for the Fight Your Fight. So maybe we just don't do it this week, but maybe we do it next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that and, and, and doing it um, possibly next week. But I'm also enjoying being on the road and, and having people um, come up to me and go, I didn't know you had a podcast. We just found it. And we've been binge listening <laughs> To all of your episodes <laughs> and they'll go, I'm on season one or, you know, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, wow. Like that's, that's really cool that people are, 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 are jumping on the Steve Trevino, Captain Evil podcast train. Yeah. You know, you say that after yesterday's episode, I was like, I'm happy to be done. If you that want train, to be done, I'm that, happy to be done. That train was a train wreck. <laughs> that was definitely a train wreck. Um, but I, I was happy to put it out there cause I don't give a fuck. And, and I think. <laughs> And I think that, you know, speaking of fighting other people's fights, people would have been able to fight our fight. <laughs> Which is what would have happened in the comments, probably. Yeah, people, sure. would, people would have been like, Renee's uh... right. Leave Renee alone. <laughs> Renee's the best. You're the worst. You're such a piece of shit. You know, and I like your outfit. No. I, didn't, I didn't comment on your on your little fancy. On my little poofy sleeves. Yep. I got it in New York. That's a keeper? Yeah, keeper on, that the, one? on the Zara clearance rack. I also think that, you know, I would like to do, you know, a little more Captain Evil where maybe there's a situation where, where, you know, you do your fashion update by yourself, you know, or, yeah. you, or you know, we're starting to, to now buy furniture for our new house. Uh-huh. And if and, I can pull the trigger on anything. See, I didn't say it. No, it's me. I like... Like this, it's the spending of the money. If there was like a clearance rack for furniture, I think it might be easier. Why can't you spend the money? Well, it's like a large purchase and furniture never resells. It's not like I can go resell the clothes I didn't, I wish I didn't buy on Poshmark. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to, you buy a couch, 
You're never going to get your money back for it if you try and resell it. you in general have a problem pulling the trigger on anything. I do. You have issues pulling the trigger on things and you have issues letting things go. Oh, like hoarder? Yes. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. But I do think I might have been a hoarder in a previous life. We still have a desk in the barn right now. Oh, that, that, not because I'm holding lived, on to it. Just because I like the... That lived in our garage at the other house forever. And now it's in the barn. And I, I'm such a puss because I'm like... I'm, I threaten I'll take you. it to the curb I, I, and put free on I, it. I threaten you and I go, that's it. I'm throwing it away. You did but, but I'm so afraid of you <laughs> and I'm so afraid to hurt your feelings that I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, How about this? As your birth, belated birthday present, I will help you take it to the curb today. If, if anybody on. that's listening in the San Antonio, San Marcos, Austin, New Braunfels area and you need a desk for you, for your kids, fucking send us a message. <laughs> They'll come pick it up at our house. It was like, you know what it is? It's like I collect these like DIYs that one day I will have time for. That's what it, that's what that was. It was a DIY that one day I will have time for that I'm, oh my I'm God, willing dude. to like. And, and, and just so the world knows, we have two of these motherfuckers. <laughs> we have, we have two of the exact <laughs> well, same okay. desk. Because I bought this desk came with us from LA. Actually, I bought this desk in LA and I think at the time it had like the matching mirror, but the mirror must have broken or got left in LA. Well, then we moved to Texas and I found this exact same vintage bamboo desk, but it had the matching hut and an antique store here in Texas was selling it for like a hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, now I can have the matching hut. I was so excited. So my dad went with me, loaded it up. With daddy, the back of his my truck. daddy. Yes, my, my daddy. daddy. He my helped father, me go get my it. My daddy, my daddy. And we brought it back. Well, then once I got it home, I realized that the desk that came with the hutch was not in great shape. The desk that I had was in better shape. So I kept the desk I already had, but wanted the hutch for it so I could paint them to match. So now I have the desk, and which now, is still a and, great bamboo and, desk, and but now, needs some love. And now that hutch that she says she's going to paint to match the other desk at the Rockport house is now in the garage at Rockport. And I'm, I, I, and I would like to, I wish we could do like little tickers, <laughs> right? Like we could put up like the hutch and then every podcast, there's another one. Another week has gone by. 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 But in February, you're going to be in South Texas raising money for Driscoll Children's Hospital. See how I just plugged that for the Hobbs hot rod run. So we will be going and I will hopefully have time at the Rockport house to make the hutch match the desk. Yeah. And, and, and John Frost, I'm throwing you a shout out because we're desperately trying again, Aztec Chevrolet being amazing. That's right. Giving, giving, um, Hobbs hot rod run a Camaro to help raise money for Driscoll Children's Hospital. So it's beautiful. They have like spiffed that thing out. out. I went and saw, took a close look at it. Pimp my ride. It looks amazing. It is a hundred dollar raffle ticket. If you want to give me a hundred dollars to get a raffle ticket, go to Hobbs Hot Rod Run or send me a message and I will send you the link because, man, we're talking about the Children's Hospital. We're talking about these kids. And, and again, I get all emotional when it comes to kids. Yeah. You know, and, and when I broke my back in high school, Driscoll Children's Hospital, I spent a lot of time there. Um, and they were amazing to me. So um, Hobbs Hot Rod Run, we are doing the benefit 
the second week in February. Yeah. And we're just hoping that we can raise as much money as possible with the Camaro that was provided to us by our friends at Aztec Chevy. Yes. So they do a lot of good. They do. They do amazing things. And, and you know, it is one of those things too, where it's like, man, all right, I raise money for helicopters for heroes, you know, and I'm, and that's really my main focus, which by the way, man, we are, I don't want to give a number and I will, once we get the final total, we are kicking ass. I'm so proud of, all the people that you've been running your mouth and managed to reel in like some big, big donors. We have got some big, big bucks, man. And, and we are the people that we have chosen to give our money to. So helicopters for heroes, we raise the money and then people come to us and they say, Hey, we deserve that money yeah, because this is what we do for veterans. Um, and part of the criteria is that they have to be a 100% volunteer organization, which means that if we are going to give them, our money, that that money is going to go directly to help veterans. Um, we have chosen U.S. vets. And U.S. vets, for those of you that don't know, one in every nine homeless people you see on the streets is a veteran. And what U.S. vets does is they get them off the streets, they get them cleaned up, they get them a job, and they have an 80% success rate of them never returning to the streets. Yeah. So it's a wonderful organization. Helps them transition into having like a real life for themselves. So they are our beneficiary. But they, I mean, so people know they feed them, they home them, like the facilities Well, that's what I mean, they get them off the streets. Yeah, it's like an old, and that was what made me sad. It's like, you know, I went to go visit the facility and they are doing a fantastic job of- of, That's a a hard job to have that success rate. It's like an old travel in. Mm Mm-hmm that they have now converted into homes for the veterans. And, you know, they use the, the lobby as a cafeteria and they feed them and, you know, they, they transition them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I look at the facility and I'm like, God, can we do better? Can we do better for our veterans? Can we get them a better facility? So hopefully, you know, the money that, that we've raised can, yes, get them more, uh, um, more um, resources mm-hmm. and a better facility. So we're very excited about it. And Helicopters is coming up. It's right around the corner. It's one of my favorite weekends. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that weekend. And again, if you want to come out and volunteer and you just want to be a part of it and you want to hang out with us, we'd love to have you. Yeah. If you want to come out and and donate and be a part of it, we'd love to have you. So hit us up at helicopters.org. What's going on? Um, no, I was just thinking, um, as you're talking about like what you've got coming up, we should share your other dates. We haven't done that in a long time, and I feel like people don't necessarily know where you are, so we need to to do a better job of letting people know but that. I know, and it, and it hurts my feelings because people are like, what? You were just in Ontario? I know, people in Houston. I was like, he just did so many shows in Houston, and they were like, when are you coming to Houston? So go to the website, stevetrevino.com, um, and, the, and the easiest way is email. Yes, if they sign up for your email list, two we, week, two we weeks. won't bombard you. We don't no, do no. that. And we just let you know that we're coming to your city. Yeah. When yeah. the tickets go on sale, we give you a heads up. So we're very excited about that. And we have some huge news coming up. And and I, I don't know if I have permission to even... I don't think you can spill the beans yet. Um, but, but something really cool in my career is about to happen. And it is confirmed. It is. It is confirmed. And, and I am so, 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 so very excited about it. And, and I'm a little like, 
There's a little bit of, oh shit. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like oh, this. you're going to be great at it. Oh, I'm not worried about performing. Yeah. I am worried about this thing growing so big that I don't know. I'm not going to know what to do. It's scary. Your, your brain is there already. I would still be like, <laughs> I would still be 10 steps back. <laughs> Just what do you like, mean? Like in the excitement of it all. No, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. And it's, it's going to really do something hopefully special for my career. And I think yeah. it will. And, and I've, I've been warned that it will, Yeah. you know, that it's going to really put us on the map. And I'm, I'm really nervous about it. And now you're not going to tell people. I was going to say, you gotta, can't do that. I gotta know. wait soon, soon, soon. Um, but I was really proud of Garrett yesterday. We took him to the dentist yes. and he was so tough. And I felt so bad. Well, they they numbed his face, and I have a little video. Oh, do you of, of him trying to talk? And he was like, <laughs> he, like half his face, like, it looked like he had Bell's palsy, and he was like, blah, 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 right. And we had a lot of fun with it, me and Garrett, uh, uh-huh. um, with his face, and you know, he had a great sense of humor about it. Yeah. And then the bummer was, he woke up this morning. I know. I need to get it. And his get whole out of here and his whole cheek and face was was it's swollen. still swollen. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I was really <clears throat> really bummed about it. I mean, he's not in pain. He's not. In, 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 he was in, mopey this morning for sure. Yeah, he's he's in pain, but not like crazy pain. Yeah, and I hate the dentist. Oh, we've we've talked about this about you pulling your own teeth. Yeah. Well, we're we're I'm gonna get I'm going in next week, and I have to get a couple things done, and you know Sarah McCutcheon, she's such a sweetheart. We had him on the uh uh-huh. yeah the, the McCutcheons that we had on you the know, podcast. She's our she's our dentist, and and she was like, well, Steve, you know, we'll do it in steps. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> if I'm gonna sit in that chair, you get everything done. That you need to get done, and I will. I rather, I rather. I'm a pull the band aid off guy. I'm a jump in the swimming pool. No, but you know what? I can't sit there that long because after a while, I'm good for the first however long. But then after a while, I'm like, okay, you got to get me out of here. You got to get me out of here. You got to get me out of here. I just want it done. I'm. I'm, I'm already have anxiety. I'm going crazy. I'm like losing my mind sitting in that chair, and I want it done. However, oh, hold on, real quick, really quickly. Oh, what? Um. We're almost done. I know, I know, I know, I know. We don't have to be almost done. We don't have to be almost done. Rick's not here to cut us off. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and that's another... No, although, <clears throat> he, although he is, he texted me, he said, let me know when you're done because he wants me to put those cards so he can start downloading it and have it edited in time for you guys. Um, what, what were we going to... Oh, I was also going to... Like, and, and it's it's... It's one of those things too with this episode. Oh, that was another thing with this episode. Oh, I'm losing my mind. I'm going crazy. I'm a little distracted. Um, no, I, 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 now people are going to be like, fuck, why didn't you air the, the argument episode? Yeah. People are going to go, why didn't you just air it? We air it because in Renee's office, which is right there, uh-huh. in Renee's office, and it's one of my favorite things that Renee has in her office. Right here. It says, fuck you, I do what I want. <laughs> there is a sign. Behind the scenes, Betty got it for me. That says, fuck you, I do what I but want. But it's really pretty with flowers yeah. and a little bird. But, I mean, that is you. No, you didn't feel good about the episode either. That's not fair. Don't put it on me. I didn't care. You were like, and, and if you read the text messages, you were like, I wasn't happy with that. Um, I wasn't happy with that episode and... 
You know, I was just thinking that maybe we should. Honestly, I'm okay with how I looked on the episode. I thought you looked like awful. (laughs) And I (laughs) really, and I just know, I know you and I know your heart and I didn't feel good about putting that out there. Steve, the way that you stuck up for yourself (laughs) looked awful. The way that you expressed your feelings towards me were was awful. It looked horrible. The way that you stuck up for yourself was bullshit. Not at all what I said or meant, but okay. That's what it, that's what it is. I don't think I looked awful. I think I think I was I mean, don't get me wrong. I was grumpy. I was tired. I was sick. Um, I was, I, I did not, I did not approach it in a, the, the guy that you talk about waking up happy and positive every morning was not at all the guy in yesterday. And I would admit that I would admit that, you know, I would admit that. And, and, and that's a tough part about, about the cedar fever. You're not, you're not sick in a sense that I can't get out of bed. Yeah. Right. You're not sick in the sense that. I'm nauseous. I'm going to throw up. You're not sick in the sense that, okay, I have a fever. It, it just beats you up. Yeah. And it just makes you tired. Yeah. Right. So you are mopey and you wake up and you're like, oh gosh, man, my, I don't know if I can take, I mean, I wake up in the mornings and because my eyes are, are watering so much yeah. that like there's crust in my eyelashes Yeah. from, yeah, yeah. from the constant eyes just watering and you know no and i i knew you were like combating all of that and and even we talked about it in the episode like physically doing that many shows you talking nonstop, like you just needed a minute to recover and come back up for air well it, it didn't help that you know the thursday morning that i was flying out there turned into a nightmare I mean, I get there for my, you know, I'm supposed to have a, what I like to do is I like to get the first flight out so that, you know, cause I like to be early yeah. so that I could get, I was supposed to get to Ontario at 1130 AM. Yeah. Right. So that then I can check into the hotel. I can have lunch. I can relax a little bit. I can, I can exercise. I can shower up, then start my day. I mean, we, everything got pushed. We barely made it. I landed at six. My show's at 7.30. Yeah. Thank goodness my hotel and the Ontario Improv are right by the airport because I land at 6. By the time we get the rental car at 6.30, I literally got into my hotel room, showered up, changed, and hauled ass to the club. And then it was like, then this week started. Yeah. Like, it was like, holy crap. Thursday show, two Friday, three Saturday, three Sunday. Everybody's singing me happy birthday. The sound system sucks. You know, and, and that was nothing that bummed me out and, and nothing again. I'm not talking poorly about the Ontario Improv because I love them, but, you know, their sound system has crapped out. They've had to bring in um, other sound. And any time the sound system is weak, I end up losing my voice. Yeah. Anytime the sound system is not working correctly, I end up really having to push. Yeah. And it fucks my voice up. So on top of all of that, my voice is all fucked up. And then I'm always concerned and there's nothing, nothing that makes me sadder than when a fan comes or a family member, like we like to call them, 
when a, when a family member comes, they, they came to the show, they spent good money, and they go to the ma management, or they go to Kyle, the road manager, and they go, we can't hear. You know, we can't yeah. hear. We don't understand what he's saying. You know, and it yeah. just, man, it breaks my heart because it's like, man, these people have planned. Yeah. They've gotten yeah, yeah. a babysitter. They. It's a big night. Uh, it's, it's a, a big, big night. night. They're excited to see the show and they yeah. can't hear. Man, it bums me out. Yeah. Man, it makes me feel like shit. Man, it makes me feel. And then, and then, you know, usually the people that come to our shows are are very good people. Right. So they're not. They're not the complaining type, right? They're not the make a big deal type, you know? And then, and then because they think it's me, they go, well, I don't want to do that to Steve. Yeah. Right. And it's like, guys, it's not me. It was the club. Yeah. You know, and I'm so sorry to anybody from the Inland Empire that came to that show. I'm so sorry to anybody if they didn't get to hear correctly or they felt like the sound system wasn't great. It wasn't me. Yeah. And we did the very best we could. And, and just so you guys know, the staff was really concerned. You know, that's one thing if, if the staff is not concerned. Right. But the staff was really concerned. Yeah. So they really cared. Um, we have a very special guest. Very quickly. Uh-huh. Very quickly. Yes. Um, Chief, is that you? Oh. Come, come on in, buddy. So um, we've talked about it before. I, I take jujitsu lessons. Um, and, uh, <laughs> should I give him my chair? Should I should I no. get out and let him have it? We we no we can share. We can we can you can share the microphone with um, with okay, Renee. Cool. Um, no, don't take it. I feel bad. Can we get a can we get I'm a chair? Let him have my seat. Oh, you lost an earring. I'm losing earring. Um, lost an earring. No, no, sit down, and then and then Chief can share your. So um, I take lessons with uh, Chief here, who is at extreme martial arts and we do about twice a week and it, it, it has been really cool. So I'd like to introduce chief. We've talked about him. We've, we've, and just for a few minutes, you know, talk to chief a little bit. Um, man, it's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you too. Uh, chief comes over to chief good comes, to see you too. <laughs> chief comes to the house and, and whoops up on me for an hour, twice a week. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, people always want to know, like, you know, what's what, it like beating up on Steve Trevino? Well, and what's it like being, <laughs> being around the, the, the craziness of the Trevinos? You know, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was, it was maybe what, a uh, like a, like a year ago and, uh, we're standing in the dojo and you say, man, I need help. I need someone who wants to come to my house because it just with the craziness of life, I don't know that I can continue coming uh, to the dojo, and uh, and I and I at that point I hadn't really developed much of a relationship with you outside of here, so I only knew what I knew, which was probably what everybody else. Well, knew. And, and it doesn't help that so they call him Chief, and he's wearing a beanie today, but he has this mohawk, and he looks like that, and he walks around the dojo, and when he walks around, everybody's like, "That's Chief, that's Chief," like so he's a very. <laughs> It's very intimidating when you're in his dojo and this guy that looks like that is walking around and everybody's like, that's chief, that's, you know. So then when I started doing the adult classes and I would go into class, you would come in and teach a little bit. And again, everybody would be like, oh shit, it's chief, right? So, so then, you know, I approached you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you came up and you approached me and I was like, man, um, 
to be honest, like I didn't, all I knew was what I saw. And, uh, and I was like, you, you're kind of an intense guy, like, you know, <laughs> and I, and so I, I kind of on the same note, you know, and, and, and I was like, man, do I want to hand this off or do I want to, do I want to jump in there and, 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 you know, and just like jump, jump down the rabbit hole and just see where it goes. I'm so glad that I did because you've changed my life. Uh, and as, as crazy as your like everything is with your schedule and, and everything that you're doing, uh, I can tell like you are, you put family, like family is number one for you and you put that at the top of your list and you've inspired me to make changes in my life. And as a, as a, as a, as somebody that's business minded and, and success minded and, and being able to make changes and, and to see that you've just impacted my life in so many amazing ways. Well, and but that's, what's been really cool for, for, I think both of us, not only do we, do we train for about an hour, usually about an hour. And then afterwards, me and you have these talks and we just kind of talk about our day and, and what we have going on in life. And we've both impacted each other's lives. And I encourage anybody that, that you know, is thinking about a martial art, is thinking about maybe doing something differently than your typical treadmill, go to the gym and work out, to get into something like this because there is a, somewhat of a community, a camaraderie, you know, a, a connection that me and you now have. And speaking of making my life better, I don't cuss around Chief because he doesn't allow it. Oh, really? Oh, no, dude. I remember I'm in the dojo and I'm like, fucking A, man. And he, he goes, not here. And I was like, oh, uh, like, like, yes, sir. You know, and then, and then we'll, yeah, and then we're working out together. And again, same thing, right? Where I'm like, man, I, I got my ass kicked. He's like, Steve. We don't say that at the dojo and here we are, you know, so he has impact, impacted my life and, and has tried to make me better. And, After and working out with you the other day, he came back in and he was still harping at me. And I said, aren't you supposed yeah. to come back in in a better mood? Because usually you come back in in a much better mood. Well, Renee and Miss Betty are in a better mood when Chief shows up. Yeah. Hey, Chief. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, you want to beat me up? <laughs> I'll that be. That is not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, you know, my goal my goal was how do I get more involved with my son? You know, how, you know, I, I happen to know and chief and I talk about it all the time that man, our kids are only in our lot in our home for maybe 18 years and with school and with work, you know, that time gets dwindled yeah. way down. Right. And, and life is too short. And, you know, here, you know, I coach little league and I'm as involved as I can with baseball I can teach baseball. I can play baseball. I played baseball myself. Here I am watching these dads at your dojo involved with their kids. And I'm going, well, I want to be out there. I want to be the dad that's involved. I want to be the dad that is part of my son's life. And so that was the big transformation for me is that I want my son to continue in jujitsu. I want my son to take this and make it something that he'll do for the rest of his life. But I also want him to look back and go, man, I did it with my dad. And my dad was involved. So when I approached you, it was like, okay, well, how do I get to be that guy? Yeah. You know, and Chief comes to me and says, well, there, you have to have a certain belt level and a certain skill set yeah. to be in there and to be able to coach. So that has been our goal. 100%. Yeah. And we've really, we've really shifted the focus of, a, of our training recently because... 
at first you can't be a coach until you understand we can't talk about being a coach until you understand some of the fundamentals and you've uh i <clears throat> i don't want to brag on you but uh, but i will uh i've i i haven't coached many people that have uh, are that are so dedicated to learning the art of it and not just bullying through it if that makes sense and so i just love the mindset that you have around it is that you want to be the best that you can be and I think that sometimes what I've learned in my life is that if I attach it to myself, I will disappoint myself all day, every day. But if I make it about someone else, if I attach it to someone else, if I realize, and what I mean by that is that if I don't do my best here, it's not just that I lose, but my son loses, right? my family loses. And when I do that, when I attach it to that, my commitment is unwavering. And so I've seen, I know where you've attached it to, and I can see it in your commitment. So it's just really cool. Well, and, and, and I, you know, I don't do it for accolades. I don't do it for, um, the belts. I don't, you know, but, but I, I do got to say, you know, and I told chief that when we started, I said, look, man, I don't care about the belts and I don't care. I don't, I go, I want to be able to be, to coach my son. You know, it's not a bragging thing for me. It's not a, hey, I can kick some ass or, or man, I'm a freaking whatever belt. You know, yeah. it, that, that wasn't the, the plan. But I do have to say that at one point, Chief was like, hey, we're going to upgrade you and, and, and give you a, a belt, you know, because you've earned it and we're going to give you a degree. And I was like, <sighs> like, I really felt, I didn't think I was going to feel that. And I didn't <laughs> think... I didn't think it was important to me, but it is. And it, and it was important to me and it was special. And, and I have so much respect for, for chief and what, what he stands for. And, and in life you find people who, who are full of shit, right. And who pretend to be something. And you, as you get to know them, you realize they're not. And chief walks the walk and talks the talk. You know, so with that being said, because uh, we've really gone longer than we should, um, se selfishly for 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 Chief, um, again, Chief is always trying to find ways to better his community. To better, and by community, I mean his jujitsu, his jujitsu family. So inspired by what we're doing, um, Chief said, "Okay, well, how can I help other dads and other parents?" get involved with their kid without having to show up and, and go through, you know, maybe they're intimidated. Yeah. Maybe they don't have time. Maybe it's something that they just can't do, but they want to be involved with their kid. So tell them a little bit about the videos you're doing and how people can find those videos to then help their kid. Yeah. So absolutely. You know, I, I put together a, uh, one place so I, I like to think of it as like a one-stop shop a place where people can go and uh, they can get all the training that they need to be able to do this at home with their children uh, i always tell people that uh, being able to to combine different mediums and platforms uh, helps your understanding uh, of things and so being able to do some of it in person be able to do some of it online is like a really the best combination but the reality is is that and what i tell my students is that life doesn't always line up the stars don't always uh line up perfectly and so if you wait for that perfect moment to start you'll never start and so what i always tell people is that if you're interested in getting uh started you got to start with where you're at and so i know that for some people that has to be on an on, on online it has to be on a platform uh, where they can uh, uh absorb that at home 
And so right now the the link is not actually public and I'm sending it out uh, to everyone everyone uh, on, on as an invitation only. So if someone is interested in it, uh, they just need to text, uh, text my phone number. So it's 830-426-6269. So they just text that, that phone number, 830-426-6269, and just say, hey, I'm interested in that, uh, that, that, that site where I can get that content and spend some time with my kids. Uh, doing doing something like this uh, and uh, and we'll 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 reach out and we'll set it up and, and, and I will say and, and I know there's so many guys like me I mean I'm an aggressive guy I'm not shy I have I mean I walk into any room and and you know I don't give a, I, mean, I don't give a fuck you know I me mean? yeah. but there was even for somebody like me there was it was very intimidating and I know we're about to wrap it up it was very intimidating and it was even scary to me and then to find out that not only these guys who are black belts or purple belts, not only are they, <clears throat> they can they kick ass, they're very sweet and they were very into, very welcoming and very into, hey, you just started? Man, let me help you out. And let me show you how to do this. And let me show you how to do that. And I realized that, man, there was nothing to be afraid of. Not only that, it was, it, it was one of the best communities that I've ever joined yeah. of people that were so willing to go, come on in, yeah. come join us, come check out what we're doing. It's not aggressive. We're not here to fight in the UFC. Man, we're here to learn something really cool and learn a skill and we want you to be part of our club. Come be in it. Yeah. It was so inviting. So if you're intimidated and, and you've thought about it, man, just go do it. Just go do it. And, and Chief, I love you. And I'm ready to get my ass kicked. Uh, my butt kicked. My butt kicked. And, uh, uh, we love you guys. Here's another episode of Steve Trevino and Captain Evil. And we will see you next week. And don't forget, if you're interested, to text Chief at 830-426-6269. Bye, guys.